Welcome to The Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we read from Exodus chapter 2. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank, and his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, while her young women walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the child went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, Why did you strike your companion? He answered, Who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew near, they came and drew water, and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and saved them, and watered their flock. When they came home to their father, Ruel, he said, How is it that you have come home so soon today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and even drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Then where is he? Why have you left the man? Call him, that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses his daughter Zipporah. She gave birth to a son, and he called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. This is the word of the Lord. So this is a familiar text for our children. It's a common Sunday school text. So let's go over some of the details together. Um, Maybe some things that the kids don't hear as often will show up here for you. In verse 1, we learn uh, Moses is born of the Levite tribe. So Levi is one of the 12 sons of Israel, going to be the priestly tribe. Uh, His father's name is Amram, and his mother's name is Jochebed. I don't know why Moses chose not to write those names here, but he he, did, he chose to do that. He was inspired to do it this way. 
The names of his parents don't show up until chapter 6, verse 20. I mean, it's the same book, which is part of what makes it confusing to me, but that's the way it is, and that's all right. Uh, so Jochebed has a son, and she chooses to ignore Pharaoh's decree, and she hides this boy as long as she thinks is possible. She hides him for three months, and then at that point, as it gets riskier by the day, she tries to still spare him. And instead of killing the child, as is the Pharaoh's order, she puts him, him into a basket. Interestingly, the basket word here is teva, which in the Hebrew is the same word as Genesis chapter 6, when God ordered Noah to build a teva. We call it an ark in Genesis 6. Here in Exodus 2, we call it a basket. Same Hebrew word. So his mother builds him an ark. She's building him this tiny little basket boat thing in a hope of saving him from, from being killed. And she covers it in, in pitch so that it floats, uh, and she sets him out. Now Moses' sister, also not named here yet, uh, follows him down the river to see what becomes of him. Um, and we know her name. Uh, you might be able to ask your children. They might be able to come up with her name. Uh, her name is Miriam. Uh, we learn that later in the book as well. The daughter of Pharaoh, so princess of Egypt, comes down to the river for a bath. Pretty normal in most of human history. Indoor plumbing is a relatively new invention, for the most part at least. Uh, and she is, as common for nobility, for the children of a king. She's not allowed to wander off probably much on her own, so she's accompanied by some other women uh, down to the river. She sees this basket, and her servants get it for her, and the baby's crying, and she takes pity on the child. So we already learn here that she is not like her father. Her father has ordered this child dead. She has chosen to have pity compassion to spare this child. Now you can talk about this in your family. What would dad's decree say that she should do in the situation? Dad's decree would have the child dead. So whether she kills the child at that moment or she puts the child back in the basket and sends him along down the river some more, whatever. Um, she is actually in rejection. She's in rebellion of her own father, the Pharaoh of Egypt by letting this child live. That's a detail of the story that your children may not get to talk about very often. Uh, she's doing the right thing, though. As we saw with the Hebrew midwives in chapter 1, as they rebelled against Pharaoh's um, command to do something God says not to do, so does she. So we honor our parents. That's the fourth commandment. That's Exodus chapter 20, right? We honor father and mother. But if father and mother tell you to do something that's against God's word, you listen to God instead. That could be a, a talking point for the family. And children, encourage your parents to be faithful in sharing God's word with you rather than telling you to do something contrary. All right, as we look then, um, she... <laughs> The sister, Miriam, with her wisdom of, of the little girl that she is, she ends up approaching Pharaoh's daughter and says, should I get a nurse for you so you can take care of this child and raise this child? And Pharaoh's daughter ends up paying 
Moses' mother, Jochebed, to nurse her own son for the next, you know, whatever, couple of years that it may have been. Eventually, the time comes. Moses is weaned. He no longer needs nursing, and he is brought to Pharaoh's daughter, and she's going to raise him as her own child. Um, names him Moses, which is an Egyptian name, uh, and you can see the meaning of it here, having something to do with having come out of the water. Um, my Egyptian is no good. I don't know any Egyptian, so I'm not even going to try. We'll just kind of go with what we see right there. Uh, and then immediately we just jump. We jump over the entire childhood of Moses. And in verse 11, he's 40 years old. Um, he's grown up and he knows, right? He, he went out to his people and he looked on them. He knows he's not Egyptian. He knows he's one of the Hebrew people and that his life has been very different than theirs. He sees an Egyptian taskmaster beating one of the Hebrews, and you ask your children if this is a right move either. Uh, he chooses to kill the Egyptian and hides him, buries him in the sand, thinking no one will know. Word gets around among the Hebrews and apparently further, um, so the Hebrews couple of Hebrew people are fighting together the next day and Moses approaches them, tries to mediate and they, I mean, while well, the guilty one rejects Moses and mentions the striking down of the Egyptian, he mentions the death, the murder that, that Moses has committed. And so Moses is afraid, he's fearful, he believes that the thing must be known by everyone and indeed it is. And so Pharaoh finds out too, and Pharaoh comes to kill Moses, but Moses uh, fled from the scene. And as he flees, he ends up in the land of Midian, and he sits down uh, by a well, which brings us to the story then of Moses meeting what will eventually, eventually be his, his own family now, as he gets to marry into this family. He meets the priest of Midian's daughters, so seven daughters. The priest is a man named Ruel here. Um, we're given that name in verse 18, um, but we also see him in the book named Jethro. Certainly easy to see one person have more than one name. That's common enough in history. Jethro uh, means abundance in Hebrew, and Ruel means a friend of God. Um, so, they are attempting to serve their father. They're attempting to care for his flock of sheep. And the shepherds come and treat them harshly, cruelly. It's hard to say why. Uh, it's not described for us. But the shepherds are driving these young ladies away uh, and not allowing them to help their father's flock. Moses, however, intercedes. He comes to their defense. He helps them. He saves them, as the text says. Ruel is glad for this. He, you know, he's happy to see his daughter's home so quickly. They tell him about the Egyptian who helped him. His response to them is, where is he? Why have you left him? Call him that he may eat bread. So it's a show of hospitality. Jethro Ruel wants to, to thank the man who has been so generous and kind and helpful to his family. And so he does. They, they show him hospitality. He decides to stay with them. He stays on with them. We learn in the next chapter that he serves Jethro as a shepherd, keeping, keeping his father's flock, his father-in-law's flock. And eventually in that time of staying there, he marries one of the daughters. He marries Zipporah. 
and she's going to prove what little we know about her. She's going to prove to us at least that she's a faithful wife and what she she does in the book. They have a child together, a son. The name is Gershom, which refers in Hebrew to being a stranger in a, in a place. And so Moses says, I was a sojourner in a foreign land, which is a reference to his time in Egypt. He's recognizing that he was a stranger there. That was not his home. Um, a lot of New Testament imagery with that picture that this is not our home. We are but sojourners here, strangers here, and that our citizenship is in Christ and where Christ is. Christ is in heaven. So Paul says, my citizenship is in heaven. Or we have the hymn today, heaven is my home. Uh, really, it's Jesus that's our home. And we're told we have a new heaven and a new earth where we get to dwell with him forevermore. And then lastly, the, the final paragraph reminds us of the bigger picture here after this little section about Moses. Um, this king of Egypt who had not known Joseph and who did all these wicked things, he dies. And then the people are groaning. They're crying out to God for help. So they're praying to the Lord. That's good. And God hears them. He hears their groaning. He remembers his covenant, his promises to Abraham. He sees, he knows his people. And this is something that we can build upon, something the book will certainly build upon as the rest of the next several chapters is about God answering their prayer and coming to deliver them. But we can look at it in our own lives as well, the importance of prayer, crying out to the Lord, asking for his help, and knowing that the Lord does indeed answer. And our greatest cry is against sin, death, and the devil that plagues us, and God has answered us that. He has delivered us from that. And so we rejoice. That's Exodus chapter 2 for today. Is there-